Hi. Hello. Uh, welcome to the Dum Dum Die podcast. This is not Carla or any of the amazing players. This is Tristan speaking. Hello. Uh, there's just a brief announcement before the start of this podcast. Uh, we'll get back to your regularly scheduled programming in a second. Um, we just wanted to preface this episode with a bit of an apology. We had some technical issues in this episode and the two following ones. And as with the nature of RPGs as any of you fine listeners can attest to, it's hard to re-record those things because the dice will not fall in the same place again. So we're so sorry that um, you won't be able to hear Carla's mic uh, as clearly. We've tried to boost the levels a little bit and I think we've figured out what the issue is. So it won't be happening in further episodes, but just so you know, we're so sorry. Uh, if you can make it through the episode, it's really worth it in terms of story, in terms of content. Um, we're building up to the end of season two here. So if you can hang in there, we'd really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to Dum Dum Die. Enjoy this episode. Dum Dum Die! All female, all awesome DD 5th edition homebrew podcast set in the homebrew world of Kalandos, which is my world, my being me, being Carla Harris, your GM. And around the table, I have my amazing players starting on my right. Hi, my name is Kirsten. It's my birthday. Timey Wimey, it's no longer my birthday, but it was my birthday at the time of recording. And I play Oriole! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Wednesday. My name is Nicole. Good. In XPL Darby. And catching up on last week's episode. So every week we always do a catch up on what happened previously on Dum Dum Die. In case you don't want to go listen, in which case we're all really sad. We wish you would. Because it'll be beautiful. But if you would like to just jump into the story to recap what happened previously on Dum Dum Die, we have... In the previous episode, Oriole used her charms, and by charms I mean she cried like a little girl, to get us into the palace. She is really good at doing that. Um, so in any case, we got to meet that administrator whom I immediately did not like because he feigned ignorance regarding both the receipt and knowing about Lady Starla. I decided I needed to confront him about it. That's what gentlemen do. Unfortunately, something happened and we all ended up unconscious. I remember snatches of voices, so I suspect the elusive Lady Starla is actually involved in the fact that the crew members don't remember us. So, in my opinion, she might even know about those killer birds. And yes, in a way, that is exactly what happened to Zantelarian last time on Dum Dum Die. However... This is a kind of episode where you need to listen to not only last week, but the week before, as there may have been a situation where everybody died and everyone forgot everything. So bring it back. Everyone had woken up, not knowing, uh, remembering anything except for what happened to them in the waiting room with the administrator, except for you, Oriole. Mm. You remember hearing your God's voice whispering to you, don't worry, I'm here with you. Because that is love's the best. And in the room, let me reset the scene. You are in a very small dungeon. The floor is made out of, um, it's cave floor. It's quite slick. 
And against the wall is a, a very pale, pale um, elven woman. She is quite beautiful. She is leaning against the wall. And if you care to look around the room, you see two uh, almost translucent figures in the, in the back. Uh, one appears to be a child and one appears to be an orc. I sit up and go and sit next to the beautiful elven girl. She looks at you and she looks back towards the rest of the room. Darby also gets up. He looks around and then he kind of shifts towards where Zantelarian is. You notice as you're moving across to the wall that there is indeed actually on your right-hand side, so uh, on Zantelarian it would be on your left if you're sitting with your back against the wall, is metal bars leading out into what you assume is a corridor, but it's very, very dark. Darby is going to ask this woman who she is um, and why she's here. Um, well, I suppose I'm here for the same reason you are. And what reason might that be? I don't know. I was hoping you could tell me. I've been here an awful long time. Um, call I have a question? Do I recognise her voice? You wouldn't remember or recognise anything. No, I mean from the voices in the... Oh, from the voices in the corridor? Yes, in the corridor. Y- roll perception for me. Look at you guys changing what you did last time. Oh, yeah. I haven't done anything yet. <laughs> 12. It does sound very familiar to the voice in the corridor. It does. Uh, and you recall that the, that voice had said something along the lines of, and how long will they be staying with us? Hmm. Okay. Um, Sorry, they were in the middle of a conversation. That's yes. why. Uh, so she replies to you, um, well, my name is uh, Miriam, uh, but I, I've been here an awful long time, so I can't seem to recall. How long is long? Um... How do you judge how long you've been in here? There's no way to tell the times. Were you in the third ring or the first ring or the second ring? The rings? Yes. I think I... I think it would be what you would imagine as the first ring. Is that the one with the smelly people? No. Is this the one with the really posh people? Uh, Yes, I'd, I'd believe so. I wonder what you would have done to... To be here. She is dressed in very fine clothing. Are you a devout follower of the great Vladislav? And what is Vladislav? And you hear in your mind, um, Oriel, you hear the word saying, be careful, child. I think you need to stop pressuring the lady. I mean, it's pretty obvious she's been down here for a long time. Look how pale she is. Yeah, but we need some answers, Ancelarian. How else are we going to get out of here? Why did you come here? All I know is that I cried and then we went to go and see the administrator and then he like made us fall asleep and now I've just woken up in a prison. All I can assume is that Zantelarian did something stupid. He definitely did. I passed out first. It wasn't stupid. It was necessary. Necessary. You don't understand that we were already in trouble as soon as we entered the palace. And then as my cousin, he just totally overreacted. He definitely overreacted. Information from Lady Starla. Our crewmates no longer remember us. So we were just trying to figure out what was going on and what that evil wildflower was up to. And then we just get dragged for it and now I'm in a prison. They don't remember you. No. That's strange. Exactly my point. I think wildflower had something to do with it, but I mean, no one likes her. She's a bit of a bitch. 
as an aside, you must see um, Nicole's hand actions. She's like, what are you doing, even? And, and um, No, something just kind of clicked in my head. And oh, <laughs> I definitely need to finish this one. <laughs> Birthday wine. <laughs> um, she looks at you and she says, uh, are you sure it's a prison? Uh, I'm in a room with a low ceiling and there's a bar doorway. With no lights. It's kind of dirty walk? in here. Everything's has, slimy. Has anyone tried the door? Or I'll try the door. The door swings open. Oh! How? Guys, I'm not in a prison! She Wait. like runs up the stairs. <laughs> well, as you swing open the door, you see a very dark corridor. Even for your dark vision, it's quite yeah. hard to see. In the distance, there appears to be a torch. Okay. Which, at the way it's angled, it looks like it's the torch at the bottom of a slope. So stairs could be leading up. And that's to your left. However, to your right, uh, it just appears to be quite dark and possibly a dead end. Zantelarian? Because I'm assuming Oriel's already run out. Yeah. Yeah. She gone. <laughs> um, and she went right. Went right towards the what dead. appears to be a dead Did end. Did she just yeah. leave? She just left. Um, I believe her friend has. So Dobby grabs Santalarian and just pulls him closer to, to him. And he's like, how would she know that the door is opened? And why would she still be here if the door was opened? But he's kind of like whispering this. Okay, roll stealth for me. It is a very small room. A natural 20. As you mention this, you see... Oriel running past the door from the left-hand side. Oh, did I not go right first? You did go right. I'm so confused. So as you <gasps> ran... It's a circle. You, you started to turn towards the right, and as you turned towards the right, as you kept walking, the next thing you realize after a couple of footfalls is that the uh, jail cell is essentially on your right now. You're back almost where you started. Didn't she just go right? Why is she passing us? I don't know. Oriel! What? Didn't you just go right down the passage? I'm pretty sure. And then she like stops. She does an about turn and she goes left. You see Oriel appear from the, the right side of the jail. Oriel, I can in still... In a leftwards direction. Oriel, I can still see you. It's still a jail, guys. Can you stop running around in circles? You're um, making me really dizzy. Uh, well, stop. I don't know if they're circles. I suppose they... Would they be dimensions and you step through one and then... Why would they put us one? in another dimension? I'm hardly a threat to anybody. Well, I don't suppose you go to another dimension. You step through it back into this one. I thought you needed a zorn space. to do that. What is a what is Zorn? He's our friend, Jeremy. He was really nice. We found him in a cave, and he was my friend. You make friends in caves? Yes, we do. Then Darby turns around to the two transparent-looking... Mm-hmm. Orkin child. Yeah. What are you two here for? The little child stands up, and because he was leaning against it, and he shouts, to play. And then the woman says, shh. The orc shrugs his shoulders and he goes, It's nothing better to do. Darby kind of whispers this under his breath and he's like, This is very weird. Can Oriel pray under her breath? Brothers love, these people are strange. I don't know who they are and they're busy talking in riddles. Um, and I can't get around, I'm going in circles. He says to you, You hear in your mind, he says, mm -hmm. I'm in your mind, child. There's no need to verbally. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then she thinks, sorry. Uh, he says, I suppose people is too definitive a word for them. Look, look at the two in the back closely. But don't draw suspicion towards yourself. Okay. And she like nonchalantly walks back in. She's like, I think it's a jail because I can't get out. Well, I, I like to think of it as a state of mind. How fine is your dress? The door is open. You, you feel like if you could touch it, it's made of the finest silk. You can imagine that it was of summer colors, so of the yellows and the oranges and the reds. However, the more when you look at it, you can't define a color for it. But you feel like it used to be orange and red or yellow, but it is quite fine clothing. Can Darby kind of roll for Arcana or, I don't know, something to do with like any magical forces or like... Sure, you can roll Arcana to sort of... Are you trying to just investigate? Yeah, yeah. I just want to investigate and see if there's like any like dodge kind of magic happening. Okay, sure. In there. Roll Arcana. Eleven. I mean, the dimension door answer she gave seems seems pretty legitimate for what's happening outside in the corridor. Um, you do feel that it's quite saturated with magic, but you, you're unsure what kind of magic it is, other than uh, dimension door is probably what's happening outside. Okay. Darby? Yeah. I've got a bad feeling. Do you about... Just about the dimension door. It's really strange and uncomfortable. I don't like running and then being in the same area. I get claustrophobic. This is a very small space. I don't like this. Shh. We're a lot of us. Let's not. Let's just sit here in peace and you can tell me stories about yourselves. I don't Why don't you tell us about yourself first? Seeing that there's so many of us and, you know. I don't see what the point would be. I don't see what the point of us telling you about us would be, so let's just start with you first. Well, if I tell you, you're, I suppose you were never going to really make it out alive anyway, so... Why not? Well, when she hears that, she can she set off a whole person as a fear response? I'll allow it because you were kind of... On edge already. Okay. You were you have been away. So um, cool. does it require a, a save from the other character? Yeah. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give this character advantage. Okay. Because they would be crazy not to expect a response. Uh, I'm not sure that that whole person would be affected towards her. Okay. I think it's a fear response. So whoever is the nearest person to Oriole which may be the orc since she would probably be sitting, like I assume she came through the door and then um, came on the left-hand side and furthest in. Okay, well, roll the d6 for me. Uh, one will be Dobby, two will be the orc, three will be the elf, four will be the woman, five okay. will be um, Xantelarian, and six does nothing. Five is Xantelarian. Xantelarian, right. Roll okay. your response. No, and he's just got to do a wisdom saving throw. So, uh, unfortunately, no advantage for you because it's unexpected. Four. Does that Four. feature wisdom saving? No. <laughs> no, so he's now paralyzed. And then... I'm going to give you inspiration as an aside. 
<laughs> you get one. Yeah, I'm first time I've got an inspiration in my life. <laughs> well done. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> birthday inspiration. Uh, six doesn't trigger wild magic, but you are now paralyzed. As this happens, she goes, she turns to you and she goes, you're much more fun this time around. And everyone can roll initiative. Well, I'm paralyzed. So. Yeah. <laughs> you can roll it and then yeah, keep it still roll it. when you um, wake up. Seven. Uh, seven, four, Zant. Thirteen for Oriel. Oriel, thirteen. What have you got, Darby? Natural 20. Boom. Or 21. Oh. Plus initiative. You defos go first. I defos go first and I'll probably do that first too. What do you mean this time around? Darby's like very... Yeah, he's like very stern. Uh, she says, well, that would be telling, wouldn't it? And then you hear the little boy laughing and you hear the orc saying, uh, why must we always do this? You feel dissatisfied with your occupation. <sighs> I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> so Darby is going to... Of meat. Darby's going to hold action, but... Oh, Darby's prepared. I'm loving it. So Darby wants to. Go, Nicole, even though it's not your birthday. But we're going yeah, yeah. to have a D&D party like it's, it's Christmas I think I think this wine is really helping out there. <laughs> so Darby is going to Firebolt. Whoever, either one of the three antagonists. Okay. Such so a if, drama so if any, any one of the three of them decide to attack whether it's Darby, Wednesday, or Oriel, that's when he's going to blast the first person to attack. Okay, so the first person to attack. So you, The first antagonist to attack. The first antagonist to attack. Okay, the first one of the enemies to attack. Yes. All right. I feel like I don't know if I should, if I should hold action to just if they attack me. What would so Darby do? So you best do? hold your action as well then. Why? You're not in control of Okay, I think Darby's going to take that statement back okay. and be like, if they, okay, if they attack any one of us, the three okay. of us. If they go to attack. Yes. All right, sure. Uh, that then brings it to you, Oriel. Can she release Hold Person on Dandelion? Does it require anything? Nope. Then you can. It's basically just me removing concentration. Sure. Okay. You were paralyzed ever so briefly. <laughs> Can she pray to Vladdy's life? She's like, if this has happened before, what do we do now? Well, uh, not ex- exactly this. Uh, you what could- do I do, Vladdy's life? And, and then all of a sudden his voice is booming in your ears and he says, do not take that tone with me, child. I'm sorry, I'm just scared. You will survive this. It is merely toying with you. Next time, be, I don't know, more charming. I'll see you on the other side. Uh, <laughs> and she just like slaps and she's like, what just happened in my life? Uh, do you say that out loud? No, that's just the tone. That's just the tone that she's taken. Uh, are you going to do anything? She's going to cast shutter. Okay. A sudden loud ringing noise, painfully intense, erupts from a point of your choice within range. Each creature within a 10-foot radius sphere centered on that point must make a constitution saving throw. 
Okay, constitution saving throws for everybody. Guess what? Did you fail? Crit fell. Ooh. Is this a cox? Can no. D20s... No, they, they can. Can, can they, they can. cock? It isn't. It's not. It's a 19. Ooh. Usually I love how she's questioning that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I would just let that slide. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. 19 plus... Oh, uh, no, no, no. Wait, let me tell you. Hold on, hold on. All right, so death rose a fail for Zand. Yeah. Probably not Pretty a fail for um, Constitution. Uh, a natural 20. Does 17 pass? Yes. All right, so only Zantelarian mm. is affected. What is your damage? Uh, a creature takes 3d8 thunder damage on a failed save. Oh, half as much damage on a successful one. So. <laughs> okay, so we're going to take half, half damage. Six. Me. For Plus that. One. So we take three uh, because it's half damage on a successful save. I thought nothing could go wrong in an unnatural 20. <laughs> nope. That's what you think. But then D&D. I take a, th- a three. Yeah, take three. Also, a non-magical object that isn't being worn or carried also takes the damage if it's in the spell's area. A non-magical object. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nothing is non-magical. Uh, I suppose your daggers and so on. Will but that isn't more... being worn or carried. Isn't being worn or carried. Yes. The gate appears... Bashed. <laughs> bashed a little bit. That brings it to... Miriam. Can I just say, I rolled three twos on three D8s. That's like How much of a cock roll is that? It could have been cocker if it was It could have been cocker, but it not by much. Guys, <laughs> I wouldn't have made you take one and a half damage. No, like one guys, and a half. guys, I think it's more cock. I don't think cocker is a word. Well, magic. English. I feel like that should <laughs> be. It's English. I feel like that should be the name of today's it's episode. English. It could have been cocker. Okay, it could have been. Cucker. Okay. <laughs> All right. Are we done with our cuck rolls? Yes. And Good. there's no wild magic either. Good. Um, that brings it to the Oblix, who is going to reach for you, Oriel. Does 23 hit your armor class? No. Actually, my armor is 24. <laughs> Uh, Darby, Darby, Darby does count. Firebolt. Okay, Darby, roll your attack. So Unnatural 20. It does hit. So before mine resolves, this happens. So roll, roll damage. damage. What's your damage? 1d8? I think so. Because is dice always confusing me? <laughs> Are you rolling the kanji dice? Yes, it's that one. It's that is one. it? Okay. Yes. Seven. Seven. Right. As you uh, shoot your firebolt, it appears to brighten up the entire cave, and all three of the um, inverted commas enemies seem to recoil from the light because it's a very sudden bright flash within the within the cave, and it hits the woman. I assume you were aiming for the woman. You tried to attack. Yes. Yep. It hits, and it almost seems as if. It gets absorbed. That then resolves is going to bring us to our resolving this action and 24 definitely hits. Yeah. All right. Please Sorry, Oriel. It's okay. I feel like there's going to be another round. <laughs> Aimed at me. 
She keeps rolling. I'm I'm very scared that this is going to end super quickly for me. Please take 20 points of damage. Wow. Two health. Two health. Two health. She just hit oil. Yes, quite badly. Oh, I hurt. I hurt so bad. I hurt. has staggered. Um, And it appears she just hit her with an open hand. But as she stepped away from the wall, you see almost a a transparent coil which appears to be reaching out her back and along the the wall. Do all of us see that? Uh, Yeah, everyone can see it. Perfect. Do I see it too in my injured state? Uh, From where you're standing, because you're standing directly in front of her, probably not. Okay. Because I was sitting next to her, I want to to whip out my dagger and then... Put it through those, yeah, basically sever the... Roll to attack. The thingies. Actually, you might use sneak attack because she's looking at Oriel. She just hit her. Yeah. Then I don't need to roll to attack. within five feet. Do your damage. Yay for rogues. That was terrible. This was atrocious. Two. Yeah. That was Uh, just really bad. As you slice through the cord... Uh, that goes through it almost appears like you were slicing through nothing however the orc disappears that brings it to you Darby Darby is going to do some stuff (laughs) some stuff (laughs) okay Darby is going to damn this shit just got interesting (laughs) okay Darby is going to Darby's going to take out his dagger and try and also slice the tentacles. The other cord. How, does she only have one more cord left? Um, it does appear to be amorphous, so it, it looks to be moving, but it does look like there's it's coming from one sort of rope-like column, but it does it is shifting. Okay. It does appear to be one. So, yeah, Darby wants to, to grab it and slice it. Roll to attack. <gasps> Jeez. I love how whenever dice falls off the table, we always wait to see what it looks like. And then we're like, oh, no, my dice fell off the table. What was it? 12, but to attack 17. 17. 17 does hit. Okay. If it was poo, you were going to be like, no, my dice fell off the table. Definitely fell off the table. (laughs) Okay, 17. Does hit, so roll your damage. Uh, And with your dagger, it's probably a d4. Dagger is... It's 1d4. 1d4. That is correct. 2. 2. The little boy disappears. Yeah. And as you cut the last one, she says, Well, now I'll have to make one of you my friends. Mm-hmm. And she starts holding out her arms towards you, Oriel. Towards me? Mm-hmm. Uh, that then brings it to you, Oriel. I'm going to shuck and grasp this bitch. You're going to grab her hand. I'm going to shocking grasp her hand. Cool. Roll to So I'll be like, yes, I'll be like... <laughs> oh, gosh, I hope this works. I hope this works too. Otherwise, see you guys on the other side. I feel like her cloud of daggers could have worked right now. Oh, I forgot. I have plus seven. So that's... 24 to hit. It does hit. Look at you. Are you sure? I think it might. I don't know. It's so close. <laughs> it's tough to know. Five. Five damage. Yes. Uh, 
you reach out and encircle her hand and you feel like you are holding her hand but it also feels if you put more pressure your fingers would go through through mm. the hand um but you can feel the texture of her her clothing because she is wearing a long sleeve um, mm-hmm. uh, dress mm-hmm. and you can feel that it's highly very finely made um and it, it feels almost new so it feels very silky um and you send a shockwave through her and she almost shakes off her hand and she goes you guys are doing much better this time and then she looks at you please make a wisdom saving throw for me Please be good to me, dice. Please, just like this. Natalie! Um, And she closes her eyes and she starts to smile and then her brow furrows. I got the mind of a Vladislavian fortitude. And she um, opens her eyes and looks at you quizzically and she goes, hmm... Oh well, and she turns her back on you. And as 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 she turns around, you can see. Can I have opportunity attack? Because <laughs> she's turned her back no, on me. No attack on opportunity. Oh. Um, and as she turns her back on you, you can see she's wearing the fine clothes at the back. Mm-hmm. And once the tentacles, for want of a better word, were uh, cut off, they started to slowly move back towards her body, and there appears to be almost mist around her, her back area and you can see her clothing but it also at the same time even though you can see where her clothing is covering her back you can also almost see a gaping uh circular hole okay that some mist is coming out but it it appears um superimposed on top of her clothing and you guys can also see that as she turns around so now she is facing uh, the two of you Zantelarian and Dobby more easily and her back is towards you. What are you going to do, Zentelari? I'm going to take out my flint and set her dress on fire. All right, uh, roll. You! That's the key at the box. Roll survival for me. <laughs> Clearly, he's not good at such. Because a flint requires. Yep. It's a survival skill. Yes. That? 12. Oh, you have a minus one to survive. That's atrocious. He's like, I'm pretty. I don't need to be. Exactly. That's true. Oh, always makes the fire. So you bend down, you take out your flint, and you begin to strike. It appears to spark, but nothing. But it doesn't catch. Uh, that brings it to you, Darby. Darby's going to fire Balto. All right. Roll that was quick. <laughs> 13. Uh, you light your flame. And you get ready to shoot it, uh, but this time she appears aware, so she sidesteps as your fireball fizzles into the darkness in the corridor. That brings you uh, to you, Oriel. She's going to shuck and grasp again. Where are you touching her? I want to touch her back where the mist is. Because um, she's turned away from me. Yes, but where the mist is? So on the superimposed thing. Hole. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Seven is ten. Um, you reach for it, and as you reach your hands towards the mist, all of a sudden make a wisdom saving throw for me. I wanted to use my inspiration for that shocking grasp. Is it okay? Yes, I'll allow it because okay. we hadn't done anything further. Fifteen? Hmm? Fifteen? 
Unfortunately not. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, roll your wisdom saving throw okay. Six. As you reach your hand into the mist and the hole, all of a sudden you are transported to a, what appears to be a palatial room. There's mm-hmm. a, a very fine bed done up in the lightest, almost daisy color yellow. Mm-hmm. And sitting on the bed is a woman. Uh, she appears very, very happy as she's sitting playing with a young boy on, on the bed. You can't see the woman. You're looking at the back of the woman. And the young boy appears to be the other boy that you've seen in the in the jail cell with you. And, and he's playing. And they appear to be playing almost a, what do you call, like patty cake? Mm-hmm. Um, what's a, a hand clapping game? I don't know. What do you call those? Mary Mac, 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 <laughs> oh, just in black. But you know, like an album version. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'll think of an album version and I'll bring it next time. Okay. Um, and in f- uh, full Elvin, uh, he, he is saying to the woman, he's saying, uh, do you think there are lands outside of this one? Do you think we will ever go there? And she's laughing as they continue to play patty cake. And then all of a sudden you are transported back and your hand is uh, just outside the mist. Okay. That brings it to the Oblex. Please make a wisdom saving throw, Darby. 18. She turns to you and she looks and she once again starts to smile and she says, I wonder what I'll take. And she closes her eyes and she furrows her brow and then she opens her eyes and she says, no, this shouldn't be. Well, I'll try you and then if not. And she see, she seems to be mumbling to herself incoherently. That brings it to you, Darby. Um, so she turns her, her back. No, uh, she twists slightly to face Antillary more. So okay. Her back's not really turned, but yeah. she's giving you, like, side shoulder. Side so boob. She's giving you side boob. If Darby had to step behind her and then you cast a spell. behind her. Okay, be so, yeah, Darby wants to, to kind so. of just quickly step, and then he wants to firebolt her in her back. Uh, standing next to Oriel. Yeah, but kind of maybe pushing Oriel a bit out just of the way. Just move up the side. Perfect. Roll your attack. <laughs> That should be a cox. Nine. Um, as you step next to Oriel, uh, looking up close, the the hole is actually quite quite mesmerizing because somehow it manages to look through into a dark abyss, yet still be superimposed onto her clothing. So you can see it's almost as if your mind knows there's clothing there. But you're seeing visually that the hole is going through her body. But your mind is fixing that illusion, in your, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Oriel, your turn. She's going to try Shocking Grasp again. All right. But it's almost like reaching into the mist and trying to grab what would, where her heart would be. Okay, so you're trying to go through where the hole appears and then move your hand to where her heart would yes. be? Yes. Because it's almost in the small of her back. Yes. So it's like move up and then like in she basically up. wants to grab her heart and give her a heart attack. Like Mortal Kombat fights. Yes. All right, roll to Lovely. <laughs> Finish her. A natural 20. 
Uh, to attack, we'll hit, yes. Okay. 1d8. Two! <laughs> Two. Um, A slight murmur. <laughs> as you reach your hand into the hole, please make a wisdom saving throw for me. 13. Because you sort of have experienced it before, uh, do you want to fail the save? Do I want to fail the save? No, I don't you, want you to feel something. You feel something tugging at you. Do you... You know, it's almost like... Like, okay, so is it a case of she wants... She's trying to see more or it's a case of she's trying to fight it? Yes, yeah. So you feel okay. something tugging at your conscious. Do you? She do you she'll go. The she'll explore because she wants to know the story behind this creature. Um, as wow, you, she kills it. Uh, as you do so, you find yourself on a battlefield, mm-hmm. and standing on the battlefield is what appears to be the back of the woman again. And looking closely, you see it appears to be the outfit of the woman in the jail. And she is talking to a, a large orc. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, we must take out my brother as fast as we can. And then you hear the orc say, yes, my lady. And you come back. Is it, and I'm not saying for this turn, but is it possible that she could she roll insight on anything of this? Like, would it make it click for um, anything that she learned, learned in B-Orc? Uh, you can roll... Uh, I would actually say roll investigation. Roll investigation. Okay. Yeah. Um, but for next, next turn. turn. That brings it to her. She's going to turn to you, Zandalarian. Uh Please make a wisdom saving throw. Please be strong of wisdom. Six. I asked too much. Six. Um, Zantalarian, from your backstory, please give me one, a memory. Okay, my mother. Your mother. <gasps> um, be more specific. So... Uh, it can't, it can't remove an entire mother being. Okay. So give me a moment in time. How about the song? The song does <gasps> cover your whole... As an aside, go listen to the song. It's amazing. But Which covers Zantalarian's backstory. So pick a moment from the song then. Because the song does cover your entire backstory. So pick... Uh, you could pick possibly knowing uh, the brothel mistress. You could possibly pick the time you saw... The goddess Selena, you could pick your father's, uh, your mother's death. You could pick, uh, you know, a time when your mother was kind to you. You could pick how you found Oriel. If you're struggling, we could number them and it would just be a random. Give me a second. Okay. How about if he forgets what his mother looked like? Yeah. Does that work? That works. Okay. So... As she looks at you, she closes her eyes and she starts to smile and then she reaches her hand out to you and she uh, cradles your face and she says, oh, she was beautiful. Oh, she was one of us. Don't worry, child. And then you feel almost an emptying for a moment and then as you breathe in, you feel that emptying and as you breathe out, you... Uh, see that she's holding your face and you don't realize how that happened. And it's now your turn. How beautiful is she? How beautiful is she? She's... On a scale of one to ten. It's ethereal. She... She's definitely very full-blooded elf. Um, Obviously a very strong lineage. Um, 
her features appear to be fair when you look at them closely. Fair and soft, yet really strong at the same time. Okay. And her hair, like her clothing, you could tell was possibly like a golden, golden yellow at a stage, but appears muted. All righty, since she's already holding my face, I'm going to lean in and kiss her, and then I'm going to stab her. Uh, okay, roll. Cecilian, you've changed so much. What happened to not attacking women? Dude, I don't have to do anything with a kiss. This is my skill. You're just going to kiss her? And <laughs> I'm just going to kiss her. Okay. Um, it's a feat of a right, sexy bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, a percentile. What do you want me to roll? Okay. What well, do you want me to roll? The, the attack. The stab. Oh, you're joking. That's another crit fail. Okay, please roll a wisdom saving throw for me. You need to put your dice Eight. in dice gel. Eight. As you place your lips against her lips, you feel, you feel the feeling of another person's lips against your own, but you also feel... You know, when you blow kisses into the air. Mm. So you're managing to feel both those feelings at the same time on your lips. And as you pull your dagger out, you realize you're standing in a throne room. And there is a beautiful elven man. He is dressed in the finest clothing. Um, but it it's covered in furs. And the furs are all blue. And his uh, pants are blue. And his shoes are blue. And his hair is the sh- most shocking white you've ever seen. And his features are extremely well-defined and jagged. And and he turns to a woman who is, has yellow blonde hair. And you're staring at the back of her. And she appears to be wearing the clothing of the woman in the jail. And he says to her, you are too soft. They will overrun us all. And then you go back into the um, jail cell at which point your grip on your dagger has loosened slightly. So when you try and push it forward, it has no um, force behind it. Yeah, no oof. Okay. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you so, so much for playing. I was basically trying to kill her every time. <laughs> thank you so much for playing. Um, as always, thank you to my players who make the game an adventure every every week. And a big thank you to you for listening. Please remember to share it with your friends, foes, families, and familiars. And to rate and review us on your favorite and not-so-favorite podcast um, uh, apps. Wednesday and um, Kirsten are just trying to decide, should they change dice? <laughs> Kirsten uh, says yes. And Wednesday's like, the no. Dice. I, I'm kind of with Wednesday. I'm like, you've kind of rolled the shit out. <laughs> so just keep, yeah. stick with it. It's not that I'm iffy about dice. I only use these dice for this podcast. Ooh, special dice. Um, useless cousin (laughs) (laughs) don't forget we're going to do an ask me anything podcast uh, mailbag episode at some point soon so please leave your questions comments queries thoughts um, for us as players for us as people about the world as long as it's not too spoilery Uh, please send them to us you can send them to us on all the socials we're at dumdumdie spelled d-u-m-d-u-m-d-i-e or you can mail us at dumdumdiepod at gmail.com a uh, big thank you to Wednesday and to Tristan, who are the sound engineers of Amazing. Mostly Wednesday, but we're thanking Tristan because he's rad. And a big thank you to Veed, whose music supplies and makes this podcast the amazing podcast it is, and who wrote 
the score for Wednesday's um, musical character episode, which was referenced in this one. So go give it a listen because it's amazing. Also, happy birthday, Veed! Birthday, buddy! Happy happy birthday, Veed! Happy birthday, Veed! Happy birthday, everybody whose birthday it is. Because if it's your birthday, we're also not going to, you know, not include you. You're included! (laughs) Yay! So, as always, we hope you had a most amazing time listening and have a most amazing week filled with adventure. It's going to be like, so sexy. I was going to be like, Santa Lane, I don't know what has changed, but I'm suddenly even more attracted to you than I was before. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah.